This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, today's podcast is titled Leadership to Outsiders. David, there's a lot that SOM International is doing with those who would be considered outsiders in their culture. So tell me about what you guys are doing with outsiders and what that means to you to be a leader amongst those who are considered outcasts or outsiders. Well, yeah, you think about, Mark, how God does have this, it's favorites, right? It's the broken, the hurting, the oppressed, the orphan, the widow, the persecuted. That's especially where we're focused on and how God, when he moves in, the oppressed, those who are outside, how God moves in their hearts and he exalts them to a high place. And that's why we love focusing on leadership. So I have a question for you to get us out of the gate here. All right. So do Muslims celebrate the story of Abraham sacrificing his son? I think they recognize that as part of their scripture, but I don't know much about how they how they go about celebrating that. Okay. Yeah, they actually do. It's called the Ad Adha. So uh, it's one of the high celebrations of Islam uh, that they celebrate that. But now here's the tricky question. Uh, which son do uh, Muslims believe Abraham sacrificed? I don't have any idea. Any no, idea? I don't have any idea. Yeah, it's actually Ishmael. They believe that Ishmael was the hmm. son that uh, Abraham sacrificed. And so interesting enough, though, there's this connection mm. because the whole Islamic world um, actually celebrates every year the remembering when uh, uh, Abraham uh, went to sacrifice, we know uh, to be Isaac. In the Quran, it's not clear which son it is. It's the it's later the traditions that they talk about it was that believed that it was Ishmael. But the scriptures, of course, is clear that uh that it was a, it was Isaac, hmm. and, and so we want to look at Ishmael though today to see God's heart for Ishmael and how He fits it to the whole story. Uh, so that's what I'm going to share with you. But before we really get into this story, though, it's so important, Mark, where, that everybody understands the context. So we want to remember that God directly spoke to Abraham and promised Abraham that He yeah. would make a hit, Abraham's name great. He would multiply Abraham's descendants and bless every family of the world through his lineage. Abraham's name had not been changed at this point in history, and he is referred to as Abram. And Sarah is still named Sarai. So after 10 years of waiting for the promised child, Abram and Sarah decided that uh, that Abram should have a child with Sarah's female Egyptian servant, Hagar. Hagar conceives and becomes contemptuous with Sarai. And with Abram's consent, Sarai treats Hagar harshly, and Hagar flees into the wilderness to escape. So I know it's a lot. There's one last little thing, and then we'll get right into the Word of God. Uh, you also need to keep in mind that the heir of Shur is in the direction of Egypt. Okay. There are approximately 200 miles of desert between Abram, where Abram is, living in Shur, and this is where the story begins, right from the Word of God. All right. So an angel of the Lord found Hagar uh, by a stream of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. Okay. And the angel right. said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? And Hagar said, I am fleeing from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, 
return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they will not be counted. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, and his hand against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And he shall dwell over and against all his kinsmen. So Hagar called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God of seeing. For she said, truly, I have seen him who looks after me. And so that's the conclusion of God's word in history. Uh, why don't we make a few spiritual observations about that story when we get back from our break? We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, David, you just recalled the story of Abraham, Isaac, Ishmael, Sarai, and Hagar, and we are picking up now with some spiritual observations and looking at God's attitude as he was dealing with Ishmael. So tell us a little bit about what you can infer from this story and how we might be able to apply this story. Yeah, let's do that together, Mark, because there's just some incredible points here. Okay. First of all, the angel starts speaking for first person. So we discover that that angel is representing the heart, the authority the word of God here. So I think it's important that we're truly being told we're discovering God's heart for Hagar, for Ishmael through the story. So the first uh, thing was we see the angel knows the name Hagar. He, he calls that even Hagar's name. So, you know, again, we make an observation about what do we learn about God there, right? Is okay. that he knows her name. But then immediately after the angel and the Lord questions um, Hagar okay. to, you know, where you come from, where are you going? And um, then he, then the angel tells her to submit, to go back to Sarah and submit uh, under her. So the, let's think about the first question. By submitting to Sarai, Mark, how did that provide for Ishmael? Man, I, I don't actually know the answer to that question, to tell you the truth. No, that's good. And that's why we need to continue to dive into Scripture, uh, because it, that's the only place we're going to find our clues. So that's why, again, we look at close at the Scripture. We see that Shur is on the way to Egypt. She's a pregnant woman by herself, and she's over 200 miles away from Egypt, having okay. to cross the desert. So what's the chances that Hagar, let alone the baby in her womb, is going to survive? Uh, I Yeah, I guess you've put it that way. It's uh, chances aren't very good. Yeah. No, she was headed towards death in, in her emotions, in her desperation to escape. Her decisions was leading to her death. It's interesting how the scripture says a man, uh, you know, makes his uh, plans and ways, but that way leads us to death. Um, you know, uh, without God's wisdom, we will choose death. And even though it was hard for Sarah, or excuse me, Hagar to go back to Sarah, it was 
literally the way that Hagar was going to be provided for protection, provision for her son. Okay, so we so we see again God uh, through the angel here providing for direction and provision for Haggai and Ishmael. Okay, okay. So let's go to the second question here. The Lord chooses to multiply Ishmael's offspring so that they cannot be counted, he says. So, Mark, then what does this teach us about God's attitude towards Ishmael's descendants? Well, I think it shows us that they're important to God and they're part of the promise that he made to Abraham. Yeah, I mean, for the beginning, again, that's pointing towards God made Adam and Eve. He made them in the image and likeness. God's creation is good. We literally have a function of his essence his creation in us it's been corrupted but multiplication in farming in in nature in all god's creation is good we see that god is designed is for goodness prosperity upon ishmael so let's go on then how many children in the in the in the bible does god personally name mark if you could think about kind of quick survey in your mind you got me i i don't i don't know i mean um, I I have never counted how many children are in the Bible. So, uh, yeah, my Bible trivia is not up to stuff. Oh, this is good. Okay. Well, I'm making you stronger for the next Bible trivia. You're, you're going to be the guy that, you know, everybody wants on their team. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you know the answer. Well, obviously, I, I did the study preparing for this, so I, I get a head start. But it's not very many, actually. So the classics, of course, is uh, John the Baptist. Uh, Jesus is named by God. Okay. Uh, and then there's uh, a small handful in the Old Testament, and we don't have time to go into that. But b- bottom line, it's 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 under a dozen, okay? Uh, throughout the history of mankind, okay. God names under a dozen people personally, and God names Ishmael. So, you know, again, what is, uh, you know, what does that begin to tell us about God's, you know, intentionality towards Ishmael. I mean, I think that means that Ishmael was important to God and that God, God knew him. He knew his name. He he knew what he was all about. And that that was somebody who was dear to, to, to God's heart. Yeah, absolutely. And at this point, let me make a point here to, to point people to another really profound, I think, glaring insight that I, I believe the author and the Holy Spirit really wants us to catch. You know, in tradition through history, who usually names the child? Well, usually the parents do. Bingo. Usually the parents, and and many times in history, the the father, okay? Mm -hmm. So really, in this relationship that God with Ishmael, what is God acting as? I guess in that context, he's acting as is Ishmael's father. Yeah, exactly. Because we see that he knows his name in the beginning. He... he, um, he says he's going to bless him and with many descendants, not only the name. Now we look at what the name means. The name, did you catch it there? It means God listens. So he gives Ishmael a really positive name for when people really understand Ishmael and understand the and hear the story and, and think about what his name means. They realize, wow, we have a God who listens. And, and so, yeah, we see God is exemplified the father heart here. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question, David. Okay. Why is it significant that Ishmael is named God listens in the context of this story? God wants his people to understand his creation, that he is a listening God. He's interactive. He wants that relationship. And again, this is a picture of uh, of those who are part of Babylon, uh, are not saved, are broken part of this broken world 
and that he wants those he wants the people of Babylon he wants those separate from him to know that he listens and he invites those broken people into the father relationship with the creator of the universe. There's the power of this story that uh, is glaring and is part of the gospel. It gets continues to be repeated through the whole time. Hmm. And, and if we go on here, we see also the father heart of God. Remember, he says that God knows he's a wild donkey of a man. It says in his hand to be against everyone, everyone's hand against him. Yeah. What insight does that give us, Mark, really, when we realize that God, as a father, understands the character and nature of Ishmael? Well, I think to put it in short, that God uh, knew who Ishmael was going to become, and he he knew him, he loved him anyway, and that's the way you know fathers are with children, that despite of how they act, they're still considered a, a child. Yeah, isn't that uh, outstanding? God loved him not based upon how perfect or beautiful his child would be, but God understood the context. Ishmael was growing up in a dysfunctional home. I mean, there was conflict. Uh, it, literally, his mom was being beaten yeah. by Sarah. He was despised he was, at times, and, and and yet God sees that. And that that certainly stirs up an angry young man. He has anger issues, and yet God's favor and love is upon him. And we see at the end uh, uh, affirmation here. Hagar rejoices at this description, you know, and she calls the, the, upon the name of the Lord. The, uh, you, you are the God of, of seeing, for you've seen me, hmm. who see, uh, who sees you. So we see the role again. The Lord plays is to Ishmael. He's the father to Hagar, the husband. Really powerful story. I, I pray against Genesis 16 that people will go and look at the leadership principles there of the Lord and how the Lord interacts again with the wild donkey. And I invite the listeners to put themselves into the story to think about, you know, where, who do they relate the most to? But I, I think all of us at one point or another, right, Mark, in our lives can to say we've had wild donkey moments <laughs> and yet God's love and his purpose is still there for us. Well, you know, one thing that I see every month in the newsletter that you put out are these pictures and stories of people, many of which are the outcasts, the outsiders in their communities. And there's story after story about how they're interacting with Jesus. If you want to get a copy of that full color newsletter that comes out every month, we invite you to subscribe to that at atriskradio.com. Uh, you can also help this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with a friend or by leaving a comment. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to have your help in connecting others with the information that's in this podcast. Hey, if you have a question for us, we'd love for you to send that question in. If you can talk into your smartphone and record that question, we might even put it on the air and our contact information can be found at At Risk Radio. And lastly, At Risk Radio and SOM International, our crowdfunded ministries were supported as you sign up and you become a monthly donor or you buy books at the bookstore and you can visit the SOM bookstore at spiritofmartyrdom.com. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.